Hello and welcome to another edition of the world's most infrequent cricket podcast. This is the Long Leg Pod and if you wouldn't mind standing at third man, we'll get on. So in the time since we've been here and recording a a Long Leg Pod, England have... Did we do anything over the summer? I had a look and the last episode was July last summer. Okay, so England have done a lot of a lot of stuff. They've done some <laughs> crickets and now they've gone um they've been to Sri Lanka and they're currently involved in what's rapidly becoming quite a disaster in India. Um should we should we touch on um should we touch on the Sri Lanka tests or should we just move straight past that because I get the you know we, since we could, since we could uh, do. So, I mean there were there were positives there and it, yeah it made us it made us believe that some england players could were very good players of spin bowling and i mean that, that... Lead, lead, uh, why don't we just talk about it as a whole then because the, what you're saying there is that it led us to believe that some england players are, are very good at playing spin or can play spin what i'd say to that is that i don't think we can judge these test matches in india and the players that are playing in these matches against the spin that they're facing. I don't think you can mark them down because they're struggling. Let's not forget, in this last Test match, India only scored 140. Yeah, it, it's... it's... Really exceptional circumstances. And I, I, I think that... I think after this India series, you're going to hear stuff about just the absolute shambles that the pitches were and how... Everything was stacked against England. Um, there's various reasons for that, but go on. I, if you've got, if you want to talk about England's failings against spin, why don't we do that? <laughs> I, I, I agree. I don't think it's that simple, and I, I, yeah, I also agree that I don't think it's fair to to judge the team on well, one or two, maybe two performances. The second test in in Chennai, you could say some similar things. Um, I think what happened is the first test which was what well, proved to be a quite comfortable win for for England maybe less comfortable than it should have been um but it, it was played on a very different surface to the, the second and third tests um by all accounts the groundsman in chennai had produced two different surfaces and was told to go with the more seam friendly of the two um probably not the right call from an <laughs> india perspective and they've changed they've changed tack and they've told the ground staff prepare something that's going to turn as much as possible as early as possible to play into their hands. That's exactly what they've done. And yeah, it's, it's been a bit extreme to say the least. Russ. Russ, uh, after five years of podcasting, still hasn't worked out that there's a mute function on microphones. Um, (laughs) Or that he's broken his microphone. His it's head like we've bears never a striking been away. resemblance to his microphone, doesn't it? Can't hear you, mate. Um, yeah, I think um, these pitches... I think India are benefiting from the fact that their grounds aren't full. I think if the grounds were full, you'd probably see less spinny pitches because the BCCI would want to make five days' worth of revenue from the tests. That's why in England you very rarely get ripping, spinning pitches. You get 
seam friendly wickets that sometimes well you get basically that it seems like the last five years of home tests that we've just been batting on roads um because the ecb just want to maximize the amount of people through the turnstiles i i think that that, that is Let's not also forget that there's a World Test Championship and if India win, they're pretty much guaranteed a place in the final of that. Um, That's out to bolt bollocks anyway, isn't it? Let's be honest. Well, now, now England can't make it. Let's say it is. It was, always, it was always bollocks. The fact that New Zealand are in the final, it, the whole World Test Championship is, is a bit of a farce, in my opinion. Why? I just don't think, I don't think it's been... <sighs> Nobody seems to really care about it. It's not been explained, advertised properly, as far as I'm concerned. I think that the players have no clue what's going on. The fans have even less clue what's going on. Nobody's really paying attention to any other people's results as to you know where where they are. New Zealand have won a lot of Test matches at home, um, and. Yeah, I, I just think I just think it's a bit of a waste of time. There are so many better ways that they could they could do it. I actually heard some. I don't know if you listened to um, this is completely off tap, but listen if you listen to Tail Enders to put the BBC podcast the Tail Enders. I don't know if you listen to that no. with Jimmy Anderson. No. It's good, but anyway, um, they do go well after I said go well lots of times. Um, but they one of them suggested that like a they should do like a Test World Cup where over the course of a single summer, either Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere summer, they go to a particular country and over the period of two months, rather than play a one-day series and a um, you know a, a tour like England have done in India and Sri Lanka, all the countries get together and they play off like, so one against eight in a two-test series all the way through and then play quarterfinal, semifinal, final in like a, like a work test World Cup. There, there's something there's something meaty and satisfying about a four or five evil six well not that we have six test series anymore um but something lengthy where you know that unless some weird stuff happens that the best the best team's going to win um and yeah well i see i see what i see what you're saying the problem is to make the world test championship as fair as possible it's almost got to be complicated and given everything that's happened with covid and fixtures and tours being moved and cancelled and stuff they've probably done done it as fairly as they can you say you well throw shade at new zealand i don't think that's fair at all um all, all they can do is keep winning yeah they've earned they've earned their right to be there my my thing would be with this uh, rush uh, it's a good idea to have this test world cup Maybe a perfect opportunity to to try out this um, four day test scenario. Yeah, maybe. Get out. I mean, we're setting the cricket world to rights, but you know, I yeah, I, I would say that that's probably um, a good opportunity to try that out. As it stands, what it leads itself to is countries with a big home advantage using that home advantage which i think is well, india you, knew you, that they had to win this series right so they're always going to prepare pitches that yeah are absolute buttons to but, to get get results yeah you say that though so like india just won in australia i mean as much as i hate to say this and i it kind of takes us back to where we we want to be in regards to the, the england india series but india are 
putting together a team for all conditions. The likes of, I mean, Ishan seems to have been around for fucking ages. Bumra, then you've got Shami and Yadav. They've got a decent pace attack. I mean, they've discovered in Axar Patel, you know, he, he is decent. You know, he's he's bowling well and he, he turns the ball as well as fires in the darts. And we all know England, you know, England's failings against left arm spin are, are well documented. But, you know, they've got spin, they've got pace, which means that when they come here in the summer, they will be able to compete, I think, a lot better than what they have done previously. Um and the problem they have is is often their failings against the, the ball moving through the air uh, with the bat. But you, then you could think about New Zealand or, or Australia or, I mean, once you move outside of that, South Africa always have their moments, but they seem to fall away over the longer test series. But, you know, I think test cricket as a whole is, be, is becoming a little bit more levelled out unless you get pitches that, frankly aren't fit for purpose <laughs> it's yeah they've they've obviously done all they can to make sure that they win and i think if they obviously if they win or no if they draw the fourth test then they're in the the world test championship final aren't they so what we expect to see in the next test match is an absolute road and neither neither team will be able no, to take they'll just, they'll, surely they'll just keep preparing Spinning pitches, because well, why, yeah, but they do anything the, else. We've proven that we can't play. Risk it could it could backfire if they did that. I mean, if it won't backfire with England spinners. Yeah, but if not that many different things need to happen in the test we've just seen for it to be a different result. Um, if England had managed to get, well, England say, two needs to be able well, to bat. I, that, I don't know. That, I don't, that let me tell single you. fact is something that they proved that they can't do as yet. You know, you say not many things need to happen for it to be a different result. There, yeah, there is, there is only one thing that needs to happen. Something that that changes it. The I'm one not saying thing that it... needs to happen is England need to bat better. Sure, but India showed themselves that they struggled to <laughs> struggled to score runs against Leach and Root on those pitches. Yeah, which is which is a farce, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. Can I just, uh, Adam? You might know this better than me. What results? have India included in this Test World Championships? When did it start? <laughs> I, I, I might know. This is the problem with the whole tournament, isn't it? I couldn't tell you when it started. No, well, that, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. But I think I'm going to do a quick bit of research. Bit. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to talk, do a quick bit of research. So I have a theory on this. That's, um, that's one of the issues with it is, is because... They've tried to make it as fair as possible by waiting series in different venues against different opposition, but not everyone's played each other, and it's all a bit like yeah, so they've tried to fudge the, it. The current iteration is 2019 to 2021, right? India haven't played... They've, they've played the West Indies away. Yeah, exactly. And they've won... And and the only other away series that they played in 2019 was against New Zealand. They what they lost that two 0 How can that in be New when Zealand. you've got? Yeah, I I just don't. That's winning in I Australia. Don't how, done it. Well, they played Australia in 2018, so that wouldn't have counted. No, they've well, just just this. won in Australia, like yeah. a month or so ago. Yeah, last last month. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I missed that one out. But you know what I mean. That that they, they seem to play a disproportionate amount of home series. 
I think because it's a bit hard to judge it on this this two years, given that so many matches have been cancelled, moved, all the, the rest of it. You'd like to think that that won't happen the next time. So I think it, it's meant that, yeah, we, no one's paid any attention to it till the business end. And because the business end has involved certain countries playing you know, ad hoc series or what seems like it, it all looks a bit odd. Um, but the number of years they've been discussing trying to do something, I'm, uh, fair play to actually actually having it. Uh, this could easily have been canned yet again. Well, the whole idea was to avoid dead rubber test matches, which I don't, I don't think it, it has. I, I, I still don't think when you've got a series, a five-match test series, or even a four-match test series, and one side's winning 3-0, that that last test is nothing more than, than a dead rubber. I, I don't... I, I, it's hard to it, think... It still, it still counts, so... Yeah, this this fourth test. Okay, England could tie the series two two, but it still means that it's up in the balance. Yeah, it might not have been. You know, it might it might have been the case that Australia or or India could already have have been there. England are now eliminated, but I think if if India lose, Australia make it, don't they? And if if India draw or win, then they're they're into the final. So obviously, there's something riding on the last test here. And it's, I don't, and it's, I don't think it's done any harm. It's not made the game worse. Was it Lords and Edgebaston, the two tests in the in the test final? Just one, isn't it? Or is it just a single test match? It's just a single test match because I've been asked to work on it. So it'll be India v New Zealand, won't it? It's almost certainly going to be India New Zealand. At yeah, Lords, unless England win this this last and, test. Yeah. And I'm not win. even sure it's at Lords, is it? Is it not yeah. at, um, the Oval? What was it, Lords? Anyway, who cares? Um, you should probably check before you go filming it. Well, I, I, I'm, I've just counted up the uh, the last twenty odd series that India have played, and it turns out they've played more away than they have at home. So I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, absolutely full of shit. Um, just in case you wondered, Let, should we talk? Should, should we should we just talk about this India series as a whole? Obviously, the first Test match, England looking well imperious with the bat really joe root goes out double hundred um I, what i'd like to touch on just going just we're jumping around all over the place it's absolutely schizophrenic but we go from scoring 500 in the first innings to not scoring 500 in our next five and in not one single test have we played the same team there seems to be a, a, a kind of completely arbitrary rest system and and um, management of the squad. How do you? What do you boys think about the way England are managing this team at the moment? Because it seems like it's good for no one what they're doing. I I get it from like Anderson and Broad, well, sort of like I. I Obviously, it makes sense if you've got. Do you, a couple do you of not think there. with those two, though? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Do you not think with those two that if they're too old to manage a series, they're too old to be in the squad? No, no, I don't. Because look at, look at you know a couple of the the spells that you've seen from from Jimmy in particular. Um, if I'd I'd rather have him play two thirds of tests. It's in those sort of conditions and have him fit. You know, it might prolong his career a couple of years. Um, where I, what I don't get is how they've managed the batsmen. 
and Moeen Ali. That's Moeen Ali. I mean, a guy who has, he's had issues. He's on and off the pitch from the sound of it. Um, he's gone away. He's just, he's come back. They've they've eased him back in. They got COVID, which obviously didn't help. Um, that messed up Sri Lanka. Um, he comes into play in the the second test, the first te- first game he's played in about eighteen months, and played pretty well. Obviously, a bit rusty. Um, seemed to get seemed to bowl better and better as the match went on. Um, smashed a few with the bat in a in a losing cause, but that that will have helped him. And suddenly it's oh no you're going home for a rest. I'm so, no, the guy the guy needs more cricket. Like I get it if you've got if you're a fast bowler absolutely shattered bowling in thirty plus degree heat humidity. Um, but the Moeen Ali needs more cricket. He needs that's you know, how else is he going to get back to back to where he was um, with the bat or the ball? A spin bowlers batsman. I mean I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Bairstow is probably a, a different discussion entirely um, by itself, but um, him going home for a rest, uh, yeah, what does what does that achieve? Look at the state of him. Um, he scored some mediocre runs in Sri Lanka. Everybody was then said, "Oh yes, Johnny Bairstow's back against you." Know, it was only um, the left armour that the, that was any real good, but he gave us all sorts of fucking problems anyway, didn't he? I, I can't even remember his name, but he was he took wickets for fun. Which is basically why the Indians picked Axar Patel, um, and everybody thought, "Oh, good, Johnny Bairstow." It's like the fucking second coming. He's had more goes in that England team than most other players, and it, frankly, it's embarrassing. I mean, they dropped Rory Burns from from this test. I know Rory Burns has not scored um, a lot of a lot of runs, but bear in mind he didn't play in Sri Lanka. He played the first two tests here, and then they dropped him for the third test to bring in Bearstow and and bring Crawley back. Now, why not bring? Why not do what they did in the summer and have Burns open in with Sibley and Crawley at three, which is which is the way they wanted to go from last summer. It feels it feels like they've decided in advance who's going to play what test. And as as I said already, it's some it makes some sense for the the fast bowlers. Um, even that should have some flexibility, but for the for the batsmen, they're not they're not picking them form. You're just they're making a decision that they've made. Um, you know, Ed Smith and James Taylor sat in in December back at home. They've said, right, we're going to have a rotor here, and Bearstow's going to come back in for the third test, regardless of what hap- what happens. And I don't I don't get any of it. I mean, um, I don't agree a lot with Michael Vaughan. Um... I, I like I like his honesty and the fact that he gives an honest opinion and tends not really to give too much of a shit about upsetting people. Um, but this, you're playing a test match series in India, which is arguably the biggest test you can come up against as a as a test cricketer, uh, an away series in India. And you're sending, you've gone one nil up in a series and you've sent Joss Butler home. Now, don't get me wrong, I've loved seeing Ben folks and... You know, he's up there with the best gloveman in the world. I think he's been absolutely sublime with the gloves. And he's not done a bad job with the bat, don't get me wrong. But Josh but- if you're telling me that Josh Butler is not good enough to be in this team, you know, after we've just won a test match, I just feel like they've been completely inflexible with this plan. And it, and and the, like you say, if they've planned it out so far in advance... 
Inflexible is exactly the word. It's just like, right, this is what's happening. This is what we're going to do. And I think going 1-0 up in the series, I'm not saying throw it all out of the window, but what I'm saying is actually just rethink it and go, Joss, hang on for the next match. And we'll see see what happens from there. And that's not saying Joss Butler would have saved everything in that second test match. But it just just opens the door for almost, you know, to criticism from from a casual from a supporter from an England supporter, I want to see the best England team take the field on on every match. Now we're playing a one day series after this that is completely meaningless because uh, there's not a one day World Cup for ages. Oh yeah, but the but the white ball is going to be important. The guys that are going to be involved in the white ball, a lot of them going to be playing in the IPL anyway, so they could have rested from the fucking one day international series. And played in the T20s or even said, right, we'll rest you from the T20s and play the IPL or whatever. They're going to get they're going to get their fill of white ball cricket. The people that need it. The this this rotation of the test team is. Well, it's a bit of a joke, I think. And making three, four. It actually feels like we're back in the 90s, you know, when they just used to change people because they because they were shit. <laughs> we'll be bringing Jason Gallin in at three next. Yeah, Alan Alan I, Wells to come and play the last test, never <laughs> to be seen again. It, it's a, it's perplexing, is how I would uh, describe it. Um, Besto reeks to me as just having he's he's just one of the boys, isn't he? They, you know, there's got to be a significant Yorkshire contingent in in a squad, hasn't there? Whether it whether it's Bearstow and um, Live and whoever you know, there's got to be two or three Yorkshiremen in any 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 given England side. Um, but they're gritty, to... Doug. They're tough, apparently. Well, you, know, sh- sh- you could argue that they're shit <laughs> <laughs> um, and and arrogant. His yeah. fucking arrogant face when he reviews it. I mean, he got away I, with I, one today. He but... reviewed two, the two reviews that he did in this match. I, I don't think I've ever been so angry at someone for reviewing a decision. He that was needs not out. to be told <laughs> before you review, Jonathan, you look at the balcony. You don't get hit on the pad and make a tee before anyone's even appealed. You know what I mean? Because that seems to be what's happened. I just hit my pad. No, I'm reviewing that. I, I He's put the it kind the of bloke. He's Shane Say again? Watson. I put it in the WhatsApp. He's Shane Watson. WWE review. He's the kind of bloke that you play a little friendly game of tennis with and would call everything in, regardless. <laughs> like, even shots that he's hit down the other end. No, that was in. I definitely saw it as in. I t- he's the kind of bloke who goes on the chase and one of his teammates gets, like, 50 grand and he's last on there and they offer to move close, like, make it one step minus easier, five take grand. minus 10 grand. And that's what he does because he wants a bit of the money that someone else has earned. That's the kind of bloke I, he is. He, he's the kind of bloke that kicks his ball onto a better line of golf course. <laughs> he's the kind of bloke that doesn't call his own fouls when he's playing snooker. Yeah. He's, he's that kind of bloke. And that may be gritty, Instead but he's also... Instead of your hand when he meets you, he headbutts you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just... The one thing, with all these players coming and going and and... You know, the chopping and changing the England squad. It is absolutely 
bewildering to me that on this tour, on these pitches, there was no place in this squad for Adil Rashid. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that may go down as one of the biggest the biggest errors in the history of English cricket selection. I, d- I mean, I don't even know if he's available. It's just been, he's been mismanaged for 10 years. Um, he don't... would have been absolutely unplayable on this deck. Oh, absolutely. Nobody, no, i tell you what, it probably could machine. have influenced whether or not that, that strip was prepared like that. Just having the threat of him. Nobody could pick him. World-class batsman can't tell whether he's bowling a googly or not. Um, it, the fact that he hasn't played 60 tests or 80 tests is just a mistake that somebody... And I'm not saying it's not partly down to him. But Here's, here's a question then. Um, is Matt Parkinson and a, another leg spinner not on this tour as well? I, I think Parkinson is. But I don't think... They clearly don't think he's ready or up to it. You know, it's very clear from they've they've dropped Dominic Bess rightly, um, but there isn't yeah well if there was someone better it was Murray Nally but they've sent him home. Um, well, the other thing is that Amir Verdi as well, isn't it? He takes wickets for. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. there, 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 there seems to be a little bit of fear with this England side that obviously the, I think the reason Burns was dropped was because. That, you know, when you've got Sibley, Burns, Crawley as your one, two, three, with folks in the side as well and quite a long tail, I don't think there was a level of trust there from the the management that that was going to get it done. I think that's why that has happened. Um, that we're not going to go anywhere for as far as run rate wise. Not that 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 they they may be not ready for the test of India away. That that oh. it's almost like having a long a long tail at the top of your order. They, they almost don't trust them to be able to play. I mean, for me, this, this side looks like a side that's almost in transition. There's a, there's a lot of players now. Well, it is in transi- it's in transition every fucking test match, Doug. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? That, that it's sort look of, like um, that. Yeah. mid 2010s team is sort of on its way out. The, the butlers, um, Stokes is on like hanging by a thread. A little bit of shades of um, Flintoff with Stokes for me. That he's the bowling and the batting at the top of his career is going to mean he's not going to go on as long as Anderson. He's going to be sort of cooked by the time he's 33, 34. Um, obviously, you've got Root, Root's got a few more years left, but he's in his 30s now, isn't he? Yeah, he must be or close to it. Yeah. yeah, and then so that like the top order, Sibley, Burns, Crawley, you've got folks in there as well. Pope uh, is there, Lawrence. It's almost like you, you could, they're, they're afraid of stepping forward with this squad and saying, right, this is our team going forward. We need these old heads to sort of make way. You you could argue that there is an element of that because you, you could see a world where eventually it's Sibley, Burns, Crawley, Pope, Lawrence, Folks, Archer, Wood, um, Bess, and um, who's the fast bowler that uh, was dropped for this test? Stone. Ollie Stone, yeah. That, that's a whole new team. That's a whole new team, new blood, new energy. 
you know, I, I don't mind. I don't mind some of the personnel that we've got, and so a lot of the batting that we've got. We said probably a year ago when we were in South Africa, and you know, played exceptionally well. Great win away from home by batting properly again. You know, Chris Silverwood's come in and brought brought some of that. You know, we had Bayliss in charge who got us the World Cup and focused on white ball cricket, and then eventually just the fact that he wasn't paying any attention to tests sort of became apparent. Um, we were batting like idiots. And you know, Sibley and Crawley in South Africa both came in, did really, really well. Um, Rory Burns has been there or thereabouts. We've got we've had people at the top of the order who will dig in, which is what we've needed. Um, but I don't I think the bottom line with some of those is that they're not very good players of spin. So we've been found out a bit in India. Um, we've got some players in the middle order who are better at it. Clearly, obviously, Joe Root, it goes without saying. Um, Stokes, to a certain extent. Um, Dan Lawrence has come in, should be able to do that kind of job. Ollie Pope, we've got players that can do that. Um, but none of that matters when you've got a pitch like the one we've just seen. It really doesn't. Um, you, you've got a feel for Lawrence, man. I mean, cheers for coming, Dan. Have a couple of tests against India at, in India might never see him picked again. <laughs> oh, he, well, he, he certainly should be. I mean, that... that. Yeah. I could How many Essex that. players have come in, had two or three tests, not been fancied, and then kicked out? Oh, Tom, Tom Wesley. Tom Wesley, yeah. Straight away, but um, he played a couple... He played two or three games at home. Um, he was found out, to be fair. But, uh, you know, it's, it's... I don't... I don't think you can judge Dan Lawrence on what you've seen from him. Um, he looked he looked pretty good in Sri Lanka, and yeah, I, I I don't know I don't I'm not sure I think you alluded to it earlier that I'm not sure you can judge anyone really on the last couple of tests at least. Um, I I don't know how. I mean, it was to the point today, you know, both sides. It's you know, I don't know how you bat when when the ball's turning. You've no idea how much it's turning. Um, I don't think the pink ball helped either. Just well, added. I think the the lacquer on the pink, the, the way the pink ball is designed, it, am I right in saying it's a kookaburra pink ball? I don't know, uh, actually. Um, but it's, I think it, like, I don't know, I've not seen one in the flesh, but I think it's kind of, it's designed slightly differently. Like the the, the outer coating is different to the, the standard red ball. It doesn't react in the same way, which means it, it then skids on a bit more. It, it, it it's more conducive to spin in that way than it would be with the with the more traditional Duke's ball. But I think uh, the Swanee was saying in commentary that it's, it seems significantly raised, which helps grip for the spinners. Yeah. But I think it seems to react very differently to whether, particularly obviously with spin bowling, whether lands on the pitch on the seam or on the flat part of the ball. Yeah. Or, or it lands. That seems to be. Well, look, you know, Gone Shane Warne always used to say that the natural variation got a lot of people out and there's been a lot of criticism about England players playing round straight balls. Well, that's going to happen when, ball, when every other ball is ragging square. The arm ball, that's why they call it the arm ball. It's a, it's a weapon for an off spinner. I don't think England should be criticised for playing round straight ones. Because if you play if you play every ball straight, you're going to miss the ones that turn. It's the, it's the same with half of Jack Leach's wickets. All those uh, uh, Pajara, for example, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? And well, I think there were like something like seventeen wickets that were the LBW or bold for balls going straight on. Mm. And there are lots of players playing. It's it's a very odd situation where players that are playing that they don't want to nick off. Like in even in conditions where it's going to be really difficult for slip catching, but they're getting bold in LBW. It, it, there's there's real, seems a real to be a lack, lack of, of skill. A, a lack of lack skill of playing people with the using their feet to get to the ball. Eng- well, that's that's well, one thing. How that's... often were England pinned on like real properly pinned? And and the one thing the Indians do so much better. Obviously, it's a bit more natural to them. But Ro- I mean, Rohit Ro- Sharma, Rohit was, Ro- yeah, yeah. was was batting on a completely different service to anybody else, and he used his feet. I because yeah, I mean I mentioned it on our WhatsApp group about Axar. He he seemed to bowl a very slow, loopy delivery, sort of eighty-five k. There seemed to be time to get to the pitch of those balls. I mean, just get to the pitch and pad it away. Yeah. You're never going to get LBW padding a ball away 10 feet outside your crease. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. get right down there. Get something on it. Yeah, it just seems to be like hanging back. People want, I think it's a, a T20 symptom, isn't it, of hanging back to hit those balls off the back foot through through um, backward a point because that's that's often quite a way, but a place to make runs, isn't it, in the, in the 2020 game? But I mean, we we all said it. Another another way we um another thing we said during this test was that once England were, we said it in the last one. Once when you're playing on pitches like this, it doesn't matter. Like you you mentioned earlier about accumulating runs and staying at the crease and being batsman and batting properly. But when the ball's ragging square, you've got to make your runs because you hang around. You get a, sooner you or later, you're going to get one with your name on it. So, and, and I think especially in that second innings they should have just got we've got that they've got some t20 batsmen in there when have you ever seen stokes like prodding it around in t20 there was a moment when we're about we're about 50 for three today in the second innings and stokes and root were batting together as a moment i thought actually this might come off and they were just starting to accelerate and then at the wrong moment some someone's out and you think if i could see it building quite quickly if stokes had been in for another hour some something special could have happened yeah, no, you could just no. say, I, I don't understand the the logic behind playing so, you know, almost playing with fear. I mean, in that situation, you've you've made 100 and some odd. India have made 100 and some odd. You have five 10 overs of 10 and over. All of a sudden, the game's in the balance again. Uh, t- t- totally agree. Um, and it was, yeah, it was exactly the same in the, the previous match. Also, um, you're the not same then... thing. You're not then. You're not then just allowing the bowlers to bowl at you to get into. There, like, there seemed to be a lot of that. Like you people... saw in where were in the second test in well both tests in Chennai when Pant just literally for eight overs Jack Leach going at ten and over because he just kept smacking him everywhere. Yeah, and you know it only takes it only takes an aggressive shot and over. Yeah, to you... put a bowler off a rhythm and just go, you know what? Like, come down a couple of times, you know, move your feet, go back, go deep. Root did it in Sri Lanka, deep in the crease, move forward, move back. But it, it we seem to go back, and all of the batsmen were guilty of it, to just planting their feet in the crease, neither coming forward or going back, and getting pinned. We need to get the Merlin out, is what we need to do. <laughs> the. 
get the Merlin sud- suddenly out and, that and, and just put them in a bubble with a Merlin machine each and don't let them out until the next time we play India. <laughs> when you're not for two, I think it can it can mess up any plans you might have. But what's you you try and yeah, regardless of whether you're not for two or not. If those batsmen come in and play it like it's a T20, what's the worst that can happen? You get bowled out for 80. Oh, look what happened not playing like that, you know? Um, the, that well, was I, the I don't think an England T20 team has ever been bowled out for 80, have they? I think if you play with positive intent, you tend to get positive results. And that's the one thing, like, people have, have said, like, T20 has promoted this sort of positive attitude towards batting and scoring off every ball. It doesn't seem to have translated tactically to test cricket because people are playing reverse sweeps when they're you know they're playing the shots but they're not taking the mentality so the shot making's made the transition but the mindset and the the tactical well why don't we just do this like play like a t20 well for example in in the second innings when england in the first test we could have just made that into an odi right we've got 40 overs score as many as you can but we don't we get sibley and Burns going out there and prodding it around and and mincing run like two and over for fifty overs and we get you know, we get there, but Yeah. It we seems only like had to the look skills at the, the skill sets have moved, but the mindset hasn't. I know England basically gave up, but you've only got to look at that fifty run chase after T. Mm. Oh, I mean that's that was meaningless by then though. As soon as India were ten for none, they'd given up and uh, well you're chasing 49 to win and the game's over. Yeah, we needed them 12 for three or something to get the tails up. Like you would have loved, loved to have seen Shane Warne bowling on that pitch <laughs> with that total. You know, he just spun it too much though. You know, like almost it's one of those, you know, like um, Joe Rue got his first ever test Pfeiffer yeah. first, first captain to, take a five for, for England since Bob Willis, by the way. And really? um, he, uh, first bowling it, captain though, for ever. He's been batsman for as long as I can remember. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I, I think Flintoff's the only one that might've done, but he didn't do it. Yeah. But uh, it reminded me of, I don't know if you remember, this is going back a few years. Michael Clark, um, got his best bowling figures in a test match on a very similar pitch in Mumbai. Before Six, he had to fuse eight vertebrae together to keep playing. <laughs> just to remain upright. <laughs> um, so he, I think he took six for nine in a very similar game on a very l- ludicrous pitch. And I, presumably because Australia had got the selection wrong, or it might've been one of those things that actually a spin bowler who doesn't rag it square like Warmwood um, might get more success. Although to be fair to Warney, he'd figure out exactly how to bowl on any pitch. Mm. Um, I'm sure he'd, I'm sure he'd have got wickets, but you, you know what I mean? You can almost, the pitch and the conditions are so ridiculous that, you know, Dougie, with your leg leg spinners, you you might have got a bit loopy joy as well. Leg spinners, mate, and they're not loopy, mate. <laughs> I get I get mad drift. <laughs> I just find it so odd, like or so. Well, no, sorry, it's probably the wrong turn of phrase. But in a in a day night test where everyone was expecting Bumrah, Ishan, Anderson, Broad, Archer. Know, to be swinging it around corners with with a pink ball, we've ended up in an absolute go with Axar and and Ashwin and Joe Root taking five for eight. It just it beggars belief. 
better figures than Jimmy Anderson or Stuart Broad have ever managed. <laughs> Perspective. Um, I, I think it. Yeah, so, I think it was always in it. Sort of, we were always whenever. So for as long as we're alive now, we're going to go to India and they're going to be Bunsens everywhere we go. Every te- if any t- if any test team in the world has watched this, England can expect to be facing three spinners on a Bunsen a day two ra- ragging square. Well, day one, morning yeah. one, ball yeah. one. Don't stop preparing. I mean, do, do you remember? Do you Just... remember when we went to Bangladesh a couple of years ago with like Ben Duckett and the likes? Another one criminally underrated. And they because um... he played for a small county. And yeah, he was at North Ants at the North time. North Ants, yeah. And um, they like they opened the bowl like in every test. I think it was Chittagong and somewhere else. That's in Bangladesh, isn't it? Chittagong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been shit to go. Um, one of them. They opened. They opened with with spinners with the hard new ball. And you remember when we got bowled out in a session for about seventy odd against Bangladesh and lost the test match. We nearly lost the series in Bangladesh. How do so? I mean, how do we solve this issue? Because obviously, there there is a, a money is a huge influence on this. County game don't want to prepare. Spinning pitches well, when they, if they when spin they too do much, games finish. Yeah, and um, when they do, counties complain. Yeah, six. So we're not we don't we haven't produced. Cap, right, slow slow down, slow down a minute. <laughs> that narrative is such a load of horseshit. And yes, you well know, you prick, <laughs> with your upside down microphone shaped head. I'm glad that I got that nibble, but you know that's fine. <laughs> Essex won the title regardless of any points deduction. And the only side to have been robbed of a county championship because of an unjust points deduction um, are Essex themselves, if you go back to 1989 and South End, and a pitch that both visiting counties won the toss and batted first and were outperformed. Um, Nasser Hussein managed to get 100 on it. You know, um, I'm not. I should let it go. Sorry, Doug. You were talking oh, about County Cricket there, preparing, Jesus. preparing uh, spinning pitches. Um, I, I, that's what you're talking about in Taunton. I had no problem with that. No problem at all. Somerset, it's, it's... I mean, there are similarities, clearly. Somerset needed to win a game, and they saw it as preparing an absolute Bunsen was their best chance to do it. And in actual fact, it was only the fact it rained that meant that game went went into four days um, I like. I don't have a problem with countries preparing a pitch to suit their needs. Um, the problem with this one is it went so far the other way that it just became a lottery. It wasn't a spectacle. There was no real skill involved. You you can't you with this test match. You absolutely cannot say that it is down to England's inability to play spin. Yes, they couldn't play it, but you know what? Nor could India. Yeah, totally. They scored 140 runs. So I, I don't, I don't, that narrative can, you know, jump up a butt. But um, the, 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 the bigger point is how are we going to prepare English cricketers to do this? Now, the way that the game works at the moment, I can't see a way around it because back in the day you used to get people who'd go and spend a like summer in india or australia or other other places but with the t20 game now i don't think the high profile players are going to do that are they 
They'll go and play T20 where they might face a bit of spin. But to be honest, most T20 pitches are prepared like a bit of a road anyway, aren't they? To to get runs and sixes. Two hundred versus two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I... This has been a problem for a long time. This isn't a new. This isn't a new problem, though, is it? No, I, I suppose not. No, I, and to be, you know, we've we've seen we've we've seen what. Um, Oh, help me out. The spinner. Leach. In India. Oh, Aksar or Ravi Ashwin? Ashwin. We've seen what Ashwin does in English conditions, and he looks like an average off-spinner. So it's not like we're playing against Murali and Shane Warne here. We're playing against two fellas who I think on any other deck would just be average off-spinners. They'd probably be Jack Leach and Don Best. I think that's, a, I think that's a, a bit harsh. I, my view is that My view is that they are better. And they're, oh, they're better. They're better than better at playing it. Yeah, yeah. No, and, what and... we're not talking about, Murley, are we? We're talking about a slightly above average off spinner in in Ashwin. <laughs> he's, def- he's definitely above average, but I get what you're saying. It's it's not. Um, it, yeah, like, he's not doing that need... stop in his run up, hasn't he? Yeah, I need to look at. I need to look at his averages inside and outside of India. Because there's the Indians have got this narrative, obviously the narrative about Jimmy Anderson home and away and how he doesn't take wickets out of England and yeah, I think, it's, Ash, I think Ashwin it's Ashwin outside of India, I think is 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 not his average isn't great. Yeah, well, that, I mean that's yeah, so many players, batsmen or bowlers around the world, you find stats like that. Um, I w- I wouldn't mind a, talking about the the umpiring. And yeah, the, let's, the let's situ- talk about the situation and wrap it up because we're, yes. we're nearly at an hour and no one, no one's interested. <laughs> Where you've got this situation of home umpires because of COVID. So what what they've done is they've given each team another review to compensate to, in theory, you know, iron out any dodgy decisions that might come. Um, but what's actually happened in this series, I think it was, I think it's largely been been all right in other places but what's happened is actually the on-field umpires have done all right i would argue on the whole um but you've got an idiot in the tv umpires chair so the irony of giving more reviews to iron out the errors has actually compounded it um so you've got um what would what might have been reviewed anyway um decisions being made in the third umpire seat just being incorrect this goes this is daryl harper days I mean, it started in Sri Lanka, didn't it? The third, the third umpire. I mean, the on-field umpire in Sri Lanka wasn't the best. I didn't think. I think that but was more incompetence. It this, was incompetence this just, and this just stinks. and the third umpire angle. I know we talked about that, like about for stumpings and reverse angles for cameras. Doug, you'll know more about this than, than we will. But the, I think on on the whole, they've they've probably reached the right decision. My real issue with the whole thing is if you take the Pajara catch from Leach and the Stokes catch from Shubham Gill as as two comparatively similar incidents um, one, they couldn't look at the Pajara angle enough times to glean the uh, decision that he took the catch yet the Stokes catch, he looked at it twice and went nah. There was the the Rohit Sharma stumping. The, the stumping's where, the one where he the was stump. clearly he then clearly had downward pressure 
after the bales came off. So his foot was in the air, but they didn't. There was no reverse angle. There was no zoom in. There was no um, behind the stuff. They didn't show the behind the stump. He didn't. Angle, he, did, did he couldn't be asked. He was just like, I've made my decision. He didn't. He didn't give it. It was like a cursory glance. Um, and regardless of whether I mean, it was, was out one, or was not, one, there was, was enough. It? There was enough doubt. Yeah. There was plenty that needed looking at. And he yeah. just looked at one angle. Was like, oh, I made my decision. Was it, was it Rehani in the second test that it came off the glove? Was it the first test or the second test where they were was saying it? that it came up the pad onto the glove and he was caught? The the other no, one was, was, was the, the other last, one was LBW. No, LBW. Yeah. Uh, the um, one the one I'm talking about was from the the second Chennai test. Yeah, where Moe, when, Moe, when he hit his pad, pad went they, up it and, and flicked his glove up, on the way up and Pope caught they, him a, sh- a short leg. But he didn't look it, he didn't roll it on far enough to get the glove. Yeah. Luckily, we got him out Boulder LBW like three or four balls later. Yeah. But they didn't roll it on far enough. And, you know, and I just find it, I find it absolutely deplorable that that these things aren't. Aren't being highlighted properly. It's... Well, not enough's been made of it. For, for Mark, Mark Butcher, oh, Mark Butcher certainly brought it up. Where, where's he? I haven't heard him on this test match. I no. don't know. Or Nick Knight. It's just been Graham Swan on it. But um, Nick Knight can get. But in that's the seat. problem because it's in India. The B, the BC, the BC, or the ICC of the Indian Corruption Corporation. Adam, I think as you put it, is that <laughs> it's just like you couldn't get if this was in England. And this would and these this, and this was English umpires doing this against India. The the world would be imploding <laughs> with yeah. the level of rage. Yeah, that, you know, unless you're Indian, and Indian cricket fans are the island rugby fans of uh, this sport. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever. I mean, you guys, I know have, but if you haven't ever spent a little bit of time on Indian cricket Twitter um, treat yourself <laughs> uh, quite some environment that isn't it I mean they've got the best level of insult haven't they you know when they start they start insulting people yeah it's <laughs> it, it, it's um, nothing will happen because it's like you say the in, Indian cricket cartel um, and the <laughs> the board of the Indian cricket cartel I should say um do they not think like maybe it's I don't know you've got intelligent people who are so so blinkered and just talk like kids in a playground like I'm going to argue this regardless of how intelligent I am um, I don't know if the same applies like some of the, the commentators oh, like, they must, must realise uh, when England were bowled out for 114 or whatever it was he said no, you know when you go to England and people get bowled out cheaply nobody ever says oh well the pitch the pitch the pitch England come over here get bowled out and they're all they're saying is the pitch the pitch the pitch it's like well yeah. yes they do firstly yeah because it's a <laughs> shit pitch harsher <laughs> you know but you're right um it'd be interesting to know what happened to Butch um I'm, I, I, I'm joking aside I'm sure yeah I, yeah they 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 may have had a rotor like England's batsman, I don't know, but it <laughs> it did look a bit sus. In fact, he's um, been yeah, pulled he's... off air. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Quite um... literally. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like they got like Sunny and Shiver and all those guys that are talk- they they must see what's going on. They must realise what's going on. 
and yet they're never they're never going to say anything. No, um, well, because would you? It's, you know, the problem with cricket is there's only so many commentating gigs, and there's fucking hundreds of cricketers. <laughs> And there, there's nothing an ex-international cricketer likes more than a grift. And there is <laughs> or, nothing more grifty than cricket commentary. Or the sound of their own voice. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, um, Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Okay. Um, half eight. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, it's good to be back. Good to talk cricket. Should we do it again in the summer? Ten months time. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Um, well, let's see how, what happens in the next test, if it's equally as egregious. I'd really like, we're, we're all sitting here, we all comment on what's happened and whatnot during these games. I think maybe we should do a, a little bit of live stream commentary stuff. I, if we could if we could set that up, like with us all watching at the same time and all that sort of stuff, I, I honestly think it would be it would be good fun even like do it for a do it for a session maybe we could do maybe we could do an hour what so in in a test match that would be what five and a half overs so we'll (laughs) maybe do maybe do 10 overs of a session see what happens that's 53 minutes first first over rate over rate gag um but if we're if we're doing it live if we could find a way to stream it live well i think we should record one first just to see how terrible it is before we commit to a live one I mean, I was so excited to have Test Cricket on from 9am till half past four in the afternoon. Yeah. And that was yeah. fucking For a day gone. and a half. Hasn't <laughs> <laughs> like, even reached the weekend when I could have no, yeah. paid proper attention Do to it. Can you imagine if you had a ticket for the Saturday at, at, um, at Edgebaston? <laughs> yeah. You know, day and a half. Right in the bin, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get out. Let's, let's, right, let's... All of us here make a verbal commitment that we're going to do 10 overs of the next test match, record it and see how it goes. Okay, sure. When's that start? It's a week today, isn't it? So hopefully it won't be over by the Saturday and we can do it on the Saturday morning. Well, I won't be able to do it on the Saturday, you mug. Oh, you're such a fucking bellend. (laughs) Well, let's... I mean, I would even be up for, for getting up early. Just do it, in the lunch, first... do it in your lunch hour. We'll do it, you know, or, or just take half hour off and we'll do half an hour. Do it oh. in a pub car park. <laughs> you don't do it, Skywell. <laughs> Channel 4 will. <laughs> that was Jody Mitchell. and uh... <laughs> Right, um, let's get out of here. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yeah, well. Cheers.